Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones Paolo DiCaglio West Ham Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. My name is George. I'm back after a little while away, and I'm joined by John. Hi, John. Hello, George. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my loft, talking to you. Hey. Hey. And joined once again by Nigel Khan. Hello, Nigel. Hello, George. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. <laughs> Haven't pulled that one out for a while. No. Oh, oh, oh uh, missus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're nearly married. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 We're here to talk about West Ham. This isn't a uh, sexual innuendo podcast. Oh. Um, we've got a couple of games to cover, and we're going to start with the weekend defeat at Arsenal. Now, both John and I were at the same function and didn't really get to see much of the game. I had it on my phone, didn't see much of it. Nigel, did you get to see a lot of it? Uh, well, I went to watch Averley in the FA Cup, um, but fortunately, how did, how did they get? On? They lost two 0 to Potter's Bar. Uh, oh. I, I, just. <laughs> Just to sum up my week of football watching, uh, as I was walking in, Potter's Bar scored after 30 seconds. So I missed that goal. <laughs> so I thought, stuff it. I might as well go and buy a beer then and have a beer. And while I was having a beer, Potter's Bar scored the second goal. And that was it for the goal scoring. So I watched 85 minutes of football and didn't see a goal. But luckily, Sky had it as match of the day. So I got to watch the whole game at 8.30. Nice. So I can talk. Yes, give us your your insight. Uh, pros and cons. Uh, the, the, the con is obviously that we lost 3-1 to a really poor Arsenal team, which, you know, we, we've lost to really good Arsenal teams. So to lose to a really poor Arsenal team perhaps suggests that we're just as poor. Uh, the pros... The performance was so much better from the two previous games that perhaps there is a shed of light that um, 
Pellegrini is getting his tactics right and, and the players are beginning to play the way he wants them to play. He's obviously got a plan that he's setting out. We just need the players to learn that plan. And it did seem to be getting through there. There was there was the you could see the vision there that was happening. Anderson performed a lot better than he had in his previous games. Uh, you know, it's hard to pick faults realistically, individually. I prefer to say as a team, they play well as a team. They didn't. At the end of the day, we still lost to a poor Arsenal team. So if you're going to give it marks, it'd be like a five out of ten. All right. John, did you see any highlights? Right. You got anything to add to that? I watched uh, Match of the Day, and you can take Match of the Day, you know, it depends how they put it together, doesn't it? It looked like we we did, we had quite a few opportunities. It looked like it was, again, the older defence as our main issue. Mm-hmm. Their second goal particularly, I mean, our goal, it was a good finish. Their second goal particularly was spawny. It was like just bounced off of Welbeck's chest in it as the ball came back to him. I mean, their third goal, defensively, we were nowhere. So, you know, here's hoping, though I'm, we're going to go and talk on about last night, but here's hoping that they get that defence sorted because I think if we get the defence sorted, we can win a few games coming up. We can, I guess one thing that is probably concerning some West Ham fans is the fact that Arnautovic came off injured, but... Um, by all accounts, it sounds like he's going to be back fit for Saturday. Yeah. Unless anyone's heard otherwise. We haven't. And we no, saw him last no. night walking about. He seemed all right. Yeah. Oh, was he there, was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Oh, right. Half, Half time. He was, was chatting away with Mikel Antonio in the middle of the pitch. Oh, right. I was stuck in the corner at the back. Yeah, well, you were. not that was. To be fair, you say it at the back, it was five rows from the front as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there wasn't really a bad spot, was there? Although we tried to find one. We might oh, have found one. The game. So, what have we got? Any uh, anything else to add to the Arsenal game? Because I think you know it's a bit of a disappointing result, but you don't expect to get three points at the Emirates. Um, no, but when it's against such a poor Arsenal team, it's hard to say because we've been poor. Did we make? I don't even think we made Arsenal look good. That was the thing. That was the bonus, realistically, or the good thing we can take out of it. But Arsenal still didn't look good. Arsenal were but, lucky. But beat us 3-1. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the mad... And that's where you think, well, we've still... You know, we've lost to a shit Arsenal team. So, therefore, what does that say about us? If yeah. you look at it like that. But realistically, the, the performance wasn't a 3-1 loss. You know, the second goal... The ball cannons up at Diop's chest. Was anyone around him to put it in? No. So they were fortunate, even though perhaps Diop should have cleared it first time, to be fair. Mm. So, but then, you know, he's a young boy and he like Rice. Forget about the price tag. Price tag's nothing to do with him. Let's just look at the way he plays. And, you know, it's early days for him still. He's got time to blend in. I, I thought it was a gamble throwing him in. To be fair, Arsenal for his first game, but having seen the way the others have defended, um, yeah, you know, I mean that is, I mean that is looking shambolic in it. The defence as it is, 
he, well, he's, that's, that's he's, what he's he needs still trying to, to find sorted. his team, isn't he? Yeah, he, he needs to get that sorted, doesn't he? Well, I, I, I think, yeah, I can... Whether... I mean, if you look at the defence we've got and the people to bring in, it looks like that's where they need to spend £40 million next season on the defence. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think we've got the money in January to to go out and spend unless the owners want to actually invest some of their own money because they've spent all the club's money. So I can't see the defence improving that much. So what we've got to hope for, which will be fun, to be fair, is that we score more <laughs> than we concede, which is always a good way to watch football, I thought. But, yeah, but like, you know, the, the, the likes of Rice and the likes of that Diop, he, he, I mean, they've got something about them. They just, you know, you never know, you know, they, they could become, well, he, he, he doesn't seem to have much faith in Rice, does he really? Even though he played him last night. But he well, sort of dropped him. Well, he he talked quite highly of him in his press conference, didn't he? From what I've read. Did he? I mean, yeah, I mean, he... Well, the, the thing with Declan Rice is he clearly doesn't want to play centre back, does he? Because every every game he's played for uh, this season, and you know, even when he into the Ireland team, we'll talk about that later. But he's always playing a more defensive midfield role. So I, mean, I don't know if it's his preference to move out from the back. I don't know. Don't know. We don't know. But if we you don't blame him there, Sean would know if he was here, wouldn't he? Well, should we ask him? Well, he cla- he'd, so he'd we claim, unmute him. We, we muted him. <laughs> that was good fun last week I must admit uh, finding that mute the, button um, the power oh, the power over him it was too much to handle to me um, <laughs> the thing when you play in centre defence uh, centre midfield is you might as well play three at the back if you're going to do that because he is a central defender at the end of the day, no matter what he thinks. I think that's what he is, a central defender. So if you played four at the back and then with him in the midfield four, you might as well play five at the back and have the wing backs rather than it being just a flat back four with another central defender sitting there because then you're just basically playing a flat back five. Yeah. Well, he does need to do something, doesn't he? But yeah, I mean, that can lead us on to the Wimbledon game because we saw that first day, didn't we? We, did. we were all there. So, 600 West Ham fans, was it, I think? And we all made the cut, various ways and means, but we made it. Um, what was your highlight, John, of the of the game? Was it performances? Well, hi- was it a goal? Was it the fact that we were that close? What was yeah, your I, think, I, I think that, yeah, it was it was good to be there in that old school type of terrace. And, you know, we were right at the back, leaning against the back, and we were five rows from the front. So it was like, yeah, it was good. That was the highlight. It was unbelievable when they scored in the ninth minute or whatever it was. But again, second. it was... What minute was it? Second. Was it the second minute, was it? Yeah. What was a, why did nine, it say like on my Super 6? Whatever it was, it said ninth minute or something, didn't it? I think you predicted the ninth, but it was actually the second. All oh, right. Well, I know it was early on, but it was shocking defending, wasn't it? Shocking. Again, it was Ogbonna. He, he actually had him. He had his hands on him, didn't he? And he, mm-hmm. he got done by the lad. 
And then Adrian, well, I don't know if you can really blame him. But well, yeah, I was going to say I've seen a few people blaming Adrian for that. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about that. He got his hands. Yeah. I, I mean, I I weren't there uh, when the goal went in. Uh, I think I was at Ethro by then. Um, so I've seen I've seen it today it's it's one of them he gets a good hand to it but I think where he's on the line if he was further forward and got his hand to it and tipped it around the post I think where he was on the line he's tipped it into the top corner well if you're if he's on he's on his line and he's watching the the ball come in and he can see Ogbonna holding that bloke off the way he was. He couldn't have expected that ball coming at him at that pace at any time, could he? No. He must have must have thought that Ogbonna was going to clear that. Well, so, but yeah. Ogbonna was yeah, at I mean, fault for um, the Bournemouth goal from the corner. Right. Uh, where again, he didn't watch the ball. Ogbonna, don't watch the ball. He's, he's doing this shadow the man. And the, the yeah. thing is, you can't touch them now. You know, before there was all this manhandling, that's realistically been stamped out. So after the World Cup with the penalties given for all this tugging and that, so obviously the players are aware of it. So now he's trying to shadow him. But by not watching the ball, by watching the man, he's got a second guess the man. And that's twice now that obama has been caught out doing that. I, I don't know, you know, I weren't a pro footballer, obviously. But watch the ball. I don't know where this tactic, where, how long. It's been in the game for years now, isn't it? I don't know if it's zonal marking or what it is, but they're just not watching the ball. And that's the problem. They're well, getting the jump on him. Yeah, he was definitely at fault for that. But, yeah, so other highlights for me. I think uh, I think Snodgrass had a good game. I think Rice had a good game. I think Diop in the first half was really poor. Actually, he he, <laughs> did, he he didn't he didn't look like he had any confidence. The amount of times we see him, didn't you? you see him div on the ball or let it bounce and things? And we were God blimey, we just don't look like he had any confidence. No. Yarmolenko looked like he was dead on his feet from about fifty minutes on. He was like take a couple of paces and then stop. He's a weird one, isn't he? He's really tall. Yeah, but Very again, it's, it's for, from the point of view of where we were, being that close to them and seeing them like that, it was weird to see yeah. how, how, I mean, off the ball, how little effort he was putting in. And it was like 50, say 50 odd minutes in, he looked yeah. like he was done. He could barely hold his head up. <laughs> no, yeah, it was lumbering like around. Head, head bowed, shoulders shrugged, he was just like. Job done, but and, he and stuck Ch- it out Ch- until the eighth minute. He, he did, he did. And Chicharito was missing chance after chance, wasn't he? So yeah. it was overall, it wasn't a very good performance. But I think our the fact that they went down to ten men, and now I sort of seen that close, so that was a bit dubious. The second yellow, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, again, that was before. I think I just did the A three. When the sending off comes, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think my highlight was actually just getting to the game. Getting there, <laughs> well, but to be fair, you got to see all the goals from our point of view. Well, I did, yes, yes. So uh, at least it was worth. Uh, I, I think I only continued the journey 
because um, when I was sitting in one traffic jam, I'd already gone past the 18 mile traffic jam from the M11 to the QE2 bridge that was shut. So it weren't worth me turning round and going home to watch it on telly because it would have took me longer to get home than it would have done to carry on the 60 miles I still had to go round the M25 the wrong way. And you got home quicker than a home match. I saw your yes. tweet. Yeah, I got home. I mean, rather than get the train, that's why I wanted to drive because it's a two-hour train. I've got to get three or four trains home. So it would have been two hours. It's obviously two hours home. So I wouldn't have got home to after midnight. And I was home just before 11 o'clock at night. And nice. I, I got in my car at 10 o'clock. That's good. Um, so, yeah, I did. I was I was shocked, to be fair, because <laughs> normally I don't get the train. On a night game at the Olympic Stadium, I don't get on a train till 20 to 11 going to Ockenden. So I don't hit Ockenden Station till 5, 10 past 11, if I'm lucky. If I make that train, um, it's not a train podcast. No, I know, but it, I mean, <laughs> put it in context though, how mad it was in traffic, just for people to understand. All right. That, no, no, that it's good. My wife's um, friend had a 16 mile journey from Upminster to Crayford, just the other side of the River Thames. And because the bridge was shut, she got diverted back into London. And she got home half past 11 at night, having left Upminster at four o'clock in the evening. Wow. So I'd actually left my house at six o'clock, drove all the way to Wimbledon, watched a game of football and got home quicker than she did 16 miles. Well done. Well done. All for the love of the game. Well done. All for the love of the game. Well, in his shed mobile. <laughs> but so back to the game. Back to the game. Sorry, yeah. Back to the game. Uh, how, the do, how, how do we how do we feel about the uh, style of play we adopted? Because I've seen, I, I heard some frustration on the night from fans saying, "Just get up there." And I've seen I've seen tweets saying it was boring. Now I'd much rather us do that and try and break teams down than keep lumping it forward well the thing just thing was what, what say you well they did they did lump it forward what, what they did was taking it out wide and kept trying to bring it putting in crosses weren't they well the thing is and, if if, if, Ch- if chicharito yeah. i to say chicharito by the way oh don't um, ignore him chicharito you were him to pick us up on it is true, though. i can't speak english properly bloody no it is true though yeah. chicharito is saying he's a little girl. Anyway, um, if he could, if he was scoring, if he had his scoring boots on, or if Perez did anything because he was pretty much <laughs> non-existent the whole game, you know, the, the, the amount of times we got down the bylines either side and did put good balls back into the box, you know, if we would had strikers that could that were finishing, because we all know Chicharito can finish. If he was doing it last night, you know, we could have got nine or ten, really. But we, we, they were doing a lot of balls that were high up in the air, weren't they? Getting down the, getting down the sides and then putting it across high. And we were sitting there going, I mean, this is the stuff that like, I've seen Wimbledon deal with week in, week out. They've just got to keep it down on the floor and try and play through them. 
But then the they se- just... second half really we it was on the floor side to side trying to break yeah, down, it was. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, but they were yeah. First half. I, I would rather watch that. I know people say it's boring sideways, sideways, but I don't know. Well, you got to keep hold of the ball first to get it wide. It cost the it. ball. Anything's got to be better than direct football. Though I mean Wimbledon. Yeah. How you could see direct football, I don't know, because that roof was so low you were standing under. When every time the ball went in the air, I doubt if you could see it. We could see it when it went up. It was just when it went in the left corner that we couldn't see anything. I I, I thought, I mean, it's hard for me. The first half, I caught the last 20 minutes. Everybody had the ump because we were 1-0 down and we weren't playing well at all. Um, I don't think the sending off was a sending off, to be fair. I thought... The, the Mexican, whatever you want to call him, Hernandez. I think he the took the me- dive. Yeah, call him that. Yeah, the, the Mexican. Mexican. I thought he took the, the dive Mexican. himself. The bloke hardly touched him. Um, you could say, though, that that bloke should have been off before because it was him, wasn't it, that absolutely cleaned out Snodgrass. Oh, I didn't see that. Did, oh, is that did. when he got his yellow card? Yeah, it was the same bloke. Yeah. yeah. He got his first yellow for I that. I was just on the radio. That was in the Premier League. Who's the commentator? Don Hutchinson, actually, funny enough. Uh, was there? Did he say it was a red? He, he said it was a hard tackle. <laughs> I mean, Don loved the There's tackle. There's a few of them, but yeah, it was you know. <laughs> but that's I suppose that's what they were there to do, wouldn't they? Rough us up. They've got yeah, to go early. Absolutely. Dive in. That's that's what you're going to get when you go down and play those lower league teams. So you got to stand up, be a man, and stand up to it. But I don't like to see what Chikorito done throwing himself on the floor, trying to get a penalty. He was outside the box, but the bloke hardly touched him. Just pulled his little sleeve. Poor, poor little boy. Little girl. But, yeah, whatever. Well, he, he, that is, that's what <laughs> I expect from girls rolling around like that, the way he did. Oh. And with his soppy haircut. What's, what colour's that? It's like gone wrong, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what dye he's got. It's it ain't L'Oreal, I'll tell you now. <laughs> it's not, He's not your favourite this week, is he? I thought he was crap. And to be fair, he cost me three points on Super 6 by scoring that goal right at the end. I had 2-1. And he gave me because I had 3-1. Yeah, George won it because he had 3-1. Get in there. But anyway, second half performance was a lot better. We were getting it wide. Crosses were coming in from the flank. Zabaleta was up and down. That man... It's like, like a racehorse, isn't he? Yeah, up and down, up and down. What a worker. And um, I, it's hard to say whether the fact they only had 10 men in the end contributed to their defeat. I'd like to think that if they had 11, we still would have um, won the game. What do you reckon of Real Malenko, Nigel? Uh, he, he looks a bit like Arnautovic and he walks about a bit like Arnautovic with his head down for me, watching him. But then again, it didn't seem anything he did really came off. His, his crossing was no. poor. His, his first touch was bad, which meant he didn't have a second touch because he normally lost the ball. He, he, he yeah. just seemed, whoever that's, you know, some players can cope down at them games. Some players, you know, I doubt if he's ever faced that in Ukraine or in Dortmund. So, you know, that's that's probably his first taste of playing teams like that. And I, I know he's easy to get, but what do you make of Perez? Because 
I like, he didn't do anything last oh. night, did he? And against League One opposition, that is a bit bit disappointing. Yeah. I I can't honestly say I remember him touching the ball. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't honestly don't think he did. You know, I can't. Did, did he get subbed off? Yeah. yeah, he did in the end. Yeah, yeah. Antonio Perhaps that was his best move. That's it. When Antonio come on. But I mean, um, Antonio coming on, and Anderson, Anderson made a difference, didn't he, when he came on? He did, half time. I thought he was a bit lightweight, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, it it wasn't amazing, but he he gave us something different, didn't he? He did give us more. And Obiang wasn't having much for a a fun time in that middle of the park before, in the first half, so... Uh, Anderson, you know, like all these players, not really Perez because he's been at Arsenal and he should be doing it already. Um, but these Yarmolenkos and Anderson and Diop, Diop. and Albuena, you've got to give them time. You can't. I mean, I yeah. know the problem is with Diop and Balbuena is that if they make mistakes, it tends to be punished when you're playing in the Premier League. But, but him think... scoring that goal, which was a very good goal. You see it. You see the change in him virtually immediately, didn't you? You well, said yeah, it to me, didn't you? He hit the bar three minutes after that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He yeah, was like winning defensive headers, like yeah. putting him in, yeah. like nodding him down to teammates rather than just putting him up in the air. And you saw a real noticeable change, literally seconds after he scored. And hopefully, he got man of the match in the end, didn't he? Which, bearing in mind, he had his first half, his first half performance. He had West Ham official West Ham man of the match was Diop, which. You know, hopefully he takes that confidence into he the He does game. need to work on one thing. What's that? He's English. Well, they asked him after the game, how did Talk he score? Your goal, yeah. And he went, I shoot. I score. He's like, I, <laughs> yeah. score, I shoot, I score. Yeah. Oh, well done I thought, then. I thought, I, I thought that was <laughs> great English. It's yeah. better than this is what Sean needs to learn, that is. He's, uh, he's lining himself words. up for a media career, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when time comes. Yeah. How do you think of that goal? He shoot, he score. Good goal. We, 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 yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, it was a good night out though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit What's different for, for us. It's, I mean, Dagenham Stadium's better than that, I must admit. I bet they'll be pleased to leave it, to be fair, the Wimbledon fans. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're going back to their home, aren't they? That's, that'll be the main reason. Yeah, they get the purpose-made yeah, purpose stadium back exactly where... Is that definitely where... being built, is it? Are they definitely... Yeah, they got it. They've got plan permission to build it where their dog track is, which is literally like the next row of properties away from where the old plough lane was. Yes, the dog track. I I, I fascinated a, a West Ham fan last night with my knowledge of Wimbledon dog track, actually. And oh, the link, well, you may as well enlighten our to listeners. West Ham. Well, how was Wimbledon dog track linked to West Ham United? Any ideas? I don't know, Nigel. No idea. Please tell us. It was owned by the Kearns family that owned West Ham. Oh, oh there you go. See, because they were one of the first people to be involved in. <laughs> Fascinating fact. You can all wake <laughs> up in a minute. I will now bore you to death. But anyway, the Kearns family were first involved in Speedway. Speedway started up at High Beach in the 1920s. 
they saw it could be a mainstream sport. And I think they set up Wimbledon Stadium to be Speedway. And then, uh, obviously, naturally, it went into Greyhound Racing. They were stadium builders, and they built Wimbledon Stadium, the dog track, and ran it up until, oh, the 1990s, I believe, the Kearns family. Right. Which, when you, think we, had Wimbledon, when you think we had West Ham dog track and Speedway, but that was nothing to do with the Kearns family whatsoever. Mm. That's strange, isn't it? Well, there you go. So that's the Wimbledon game. We are into the third round of the draw. Our name is in the hat tonight. Actually, it's now, isn't it? Or is it after the games? I don't know. It would be after the games, wouldn't it? I guess. It's prob- uh, probably being drawn somewhere in, in Asia, isn't it? In the middle I think of the it's night. tomorrow. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, we're in it. Um, it will take place on Thursday, the 30th of August. Uh, 7 p.m. British summer time. You can watch the third round draw live on Sky Sports Football or stream via Sky Go. There you go. Uh, well back to the Premier League. We've played three games. We've won none, drawn none, lost three. Nigel, are you panicking? No. Uh, reason why there's still 35 games to go. So, by my mathematics, which is never good, that's a lot of points still to play for. <laughs> is it 99, isn't it? Is it 99? Yeah. So, we could win the league still. We could do. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to, obviously. Um, nobody, what you don't, I mean, this season's mirrored last season. So, we lost the first three games, got drawn against the right crap team in the. Um, Carabao Cup or whatever you call it they put that on Sky thinking we were going to get knocked out but we didn't, we won it so then if you look at last season where we, we managed to finish 13th was it so now if you look at we've got a better manager we've got better players then we can still make that 10th spot so no not panicking, the signs with the Arsenal game, you see improvement if 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 Arsenal would battered the life out of us, then I think we've got every reason to be worried. Um, moving forward to the Wolves game, I still don't think that's a gimme. Wolves no, have been playing really well. You know, they're firing. They're a form team. They've, they they won the title and they've, they've come in and they've played well. Man City, Everton and... Yeah, I don't know who they've played in their third game, but I know I see the Everton game, I've seen the Man City game, and they, they are a good outfit going forward. So, you know, I, I, can, I could probably see us being doing well to get a point there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not panicking yet, but Saturday is a huge game, I think. Like you said, that they, that they could easily take points off us, and I feel like if if they score after 90 seconds against us, we could struggle. John, are you panicking yet? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm not panicking because I agree with all that you two have said, used to have said, really? about, um, you know, it's... It's early doors and, you know, we're a new team and all that. But my only concern, I mean, the Wolves game is massive and we could do with just getting even a point, but it's the fixture list that could be the one. And we could end up with sort of seven games in with no no points on the board, which is then is, is concerning, if anything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, looking at it now, the, the fixture list. On my desk, and yeah. after Wolves, you got Everton away, then Chelsea, yeah. Man U at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's that's exactly it. And you know, the the Bournemouth game was massive. We we could at least should have got a draw out of that. And you know, the Wolves game is is. We, we we never do anything with Everton, do we? And Chelsea, Man United. It's so. What happens then? What happens when we're seven games, eight games in? We no go to Brighton on, board? <laughs> on a Friday yeah. night. Hey. I'm well uh, up for that one, by the way. Yeah, I am. Yeah. 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 Um, never going to get a ticket unless you can help us out with that, Nigel. Anyway, well, I'll see what I can do. Um, but that's the concern. That's where I. I believe it all. Uh, yeah. So this the pressure will ramp up, and then, yeah, and the panic starts setting in. Because if we do, if we do lose, which is re- a reality on Saturday, um, like you say, we ain't going to get any points for the next three matches. We could go into October with no points. But yeah, well, but the, then the worst everything. thing about October is after Brighton, Tottenham. You got Tottenham and Leicester. Yep. I, I mean, which is lesser away. So realistically, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me November, if we were no point three. No, November would be all right. Burnley are not firing. Huddersfield no, I mean, into November with no points. Well, we might have one or two, but I, I'd, <laughs> we, I could see us being bottom three um, going into November. But I still wouldn't be bothered because I think December is a lot of games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in December. Newcastle, Cardiff, Palace, Fulham, Watford, Southampton, Burnley. Win a lot, mate, I tell you. That's yeah. what he needs to do. He needs to get the team firing for November 
and then steam into December and win all the games. And and then we can have a go at the FA Cup. And everyone will be but happy. You never know. <laughs> but you never know. He might click it and we might might beat a Chelsea or Man United. and You just never know. Well, looking at Man United the way they are, you know, you've got to fancy your chances. But let's face it, Man United are playing better than Arsenal. And look what Arsenal done to us. So, yeah. you know, it could be playing the right team with the right they team. Are. But if, if we improve, if we keep showing signs of improvement and, and improve, he settles a team down. And, uh, yeah. There must be someone. You know what's panicking me the most? What? Tottenham. They look pretty um, brilliant, didn't they? Well, there was a video of a West Ham fan on deadline day, sitting in his motor, laughing his head off because Tottenham became the first club in Premier League history not to buy a player in the in the August transfer window. And he thought it was the funniest thing and he mugged, and, mugged all Tottenham off. And the thing of the danger of doing videos like that is why they can be funny at the time. When they're sitting top on nine points and we're sitting <laughs> bottom on none, we look like the mutt. Well, he it comes back and bites you, doesn't yeah. it? You know, it, it drags us all in. So we can laugh at their stadium all we like. And uh, the, the one story I've heard, funny enough, about the Tottenham is that their fire alarm didn't meet regulations. And one of the excuses were apparently uh, West Ham and Arsenal fire alarm engineers were deliberately fucking it up <laughs> so they couldn't open the stadium. <laughs> Which is which is quite funny. I, I don't believe that for a minute. Um, they did put that out there, though, didn't they? Well, it did get I, out there. Yeah, that's a reason. Well, yeah. Well, was that an official reason? I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's just it's difficult because I've had two emails from agencies uh, screaming for security engineers to go in there, and it looks like from the look of the email, they will take anyone. <laughs> um, that's how desperate the builders are to get it over a line. So, John, you're in the building game. You know when you uh, when when it gets that desperate, you know things are going wrong. People are bodging it left, right, and centre. Oh, it's absolutely! Pressures on. I mean, all those things. They'd be they'd be on penalty clauses, all sorts. Yeah. They'd be someone somewhere's losing a lot of money. Yeah. Well, mice are my hard as I guess. And they're probably throwing it down the line. Yeah. But it's not a stadium build podcast, is it, George? No, it's, it's not. not. You're right. Especially a Tottenham one. Uh, has anybody got anything else to say about our season so far? Any other business? Uh, no. Corporal right, Jones. It's time for this. Don't panic. What? Corporal Jones. Don't panic. Don't panic. It's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time. It's where we, the podcast, ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us. Uh, Nigel, you put up earlier today on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast, recording tonight after Monday's holiday and Lady Night's game. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Predictive. <laughs> so I didn't actually spot that till someone took the piss out of it. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about, Lady Knights? And then I, 
Yes. A couple of things. Did the cup win show us anything? And is Declan Rice, after playing all his youth career and three full caps for the Republic of Ireland, right to consider switching to England? And Nigel, do you want to read these out? Because you, you like doing that, don't you? Or do you want me to run? Uh, you can help me out. There's one I want to Depends read. Depends how quick you want to be, Sean. Um, <gasps> Sean. Jesus. <laughs> Get the editing out. I ain't having that. Dear, oh dear. <laughs> um, I'll do it. Go on, you do it. Matthew Kemp says, what is, refresh- what is refreshing is that we are playing the ball out from the back, not lumping the ball out front. Thank you, Matthew. We have, in my opinion, four quality wide players in Antonio, Anson, Yarmolenko and Snodgrass. It's taken time for all the players to gel yet in Pellegrini we trust. Uh, Sean clearly can't stay away because he's commented twice. He's first said, the cup showed us Nigel doesn't know it his way to Surrey and Chelsea Lady Stadium smells of old lady piss. Uh, <laughs> I saw the scene the jacuzzi's in. Is yeah. As for Rice, it is his decision and a private one for him to make. He will have more chances for Ireland than England though. He then goes on to say, missing tonight's show as one, I am drunk by the pool in Spain. Two, I'm going to a drag show with the family. My question to the boys is, should West Ham sign Ginge on a six-month contract on nominal wages? What do we think? Mm, uh, it depends, because there's a second part. So the way I see it, we've only got room for one more player. Mm. So if he's... He then he then he does go on to say, should they sign a free agent like Ben Artfer or Yaya Torre before Saturday? Yeah. Ben Arthur. I... I yeah, he he was a good little player, old Ben, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Ben. Yeah. I don't know if we should correct Sean or not, but let's not. Let's still keep calling him Ben Arthur. Like, his first name's Ben, but it's obviously not. Uh, or Yara Toure ain't going to come to us. Um, Definitely not after his, what his agent no. said. Yeah, 100% fair, he's not coming to us. There's said. no way on this earth we can pay anyone 200 grand a week, let alone he probably wants 300 grand a week. So, at the back, we are suffering. So, actually, yes, I would. I, I, would. I would as well. I would get him in. Yeah. Just to organise. That's, that's the least he could do. Just having him there doing that doesn't seem like anyone else is doing coach, it. Couldn't he? Yeah, Nick Harvey says last night showed us that whilst we have some decent players, they still have a long way to go to be a decent team. Rice should stick to Ireland, given he's played three times for the Ireland senior team. Ridiculous that he's even considered changing. And what's with Brady sharing all her letters read the stadium? It's still the deal she negotiated and signed. It's down to her to make the relationship with E20 work. Sure, you agree with that? Don't yeah. you? I think he's now yeah, on the absolutely. head. I, I think she's getting a bit of a soft ride from the West Ham fans. But then again, when you got you know propaganda Twitter accounts uh, tweeting all the clubs gobshite, uh, you know, Mister West Ham football with your twenty five thirty thousand followers, uh, you know, she, she can just sit back and let him do the work. Absolutely. What do we think about Declan Rice? Amongst us, I, I think he should stay where he is, and you know, not. I I was surprised. I said to you last night, well, he's he's represented the full Ireland team, hasn't he? And you said he hasn't 
he's not competitive, so he can still move. Yeah, that's the rule. So, I mean, yeah, he's well, played. It seems a bit. Go on, sorry, John. No, I just say it just seems a bit off. But I mean, I have seen on Twitter though people like that James McLean who played for Northern Ireland and then switched to Ireland. Yeah, slagging Give, him off. Him so you know, yeah. He's not the first one to do it, so I don't know. It's up to him. But personally, I I would stay where I am. He, he will get more game time. Did James McLean play competitively for Northern Ireland, or not? Or, or even like a first game? One I don't know. I, I mean, he is from Northern Ireland, but the, you have got the anomaly that he's from Derry, uh, which is very contentious. He, and that I think he played under twenty one for Northern Ireland. Yeah. So I personally. I think if I find it hard, at the end of the day, he's played his whole junior uh, international career for the Republic of Ireland. So they've spent money on him, whether we like it or not. They have invested in him to have him playing. And he's pulled on the, the Irish shirt for full caps three times. And he stood and sung the Irish national anthem, or probably mumbled it, whether he knows it or not. So to then do that and say, play for England, I, I always spin it on the head. How would I feel if an Englishman played full caps for England and then played for a foreign country? Would I be happy? Well, no, I wouldn't. I don't think Zaha should play for Ivory Coast. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna pull him out of the bag. Well, I, yeah, well, he, he, I remember him playing with Ravel Morrison, didn't you? Yeah, so and remembering around, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I think once you've played any for whether a friendly or not, you've especially when you've played under twenty ones throughout as well. You know he's played under sixteens, under seventeens, under nineteens. There are a few though. There are a few from England's world who have done that and gone from under twenty ones to represent. Victor Moses didn't it? Didn't he? Sort of. Yeah, he played. I mean, in a way. I mean, people threw Ryan Giggs at me because I tweeted about it the other night. I, not, I didn't give Ry stick. I just, I, you know, said <laughs> I thought he was wrong. Um, people threw gigs at me. Gigs played schoolboy school football boys, for England, yeah. which he was an English schoolboy. But for representative honours, he, he was Welsh all the time. And bearing well, in mind... Michael Owen did it the other way around, yeah, didn't he? He was called Ryan Wilson, actually, when he played English schoolboys. Uh, not Ryan Giggs. Um he changed oh. his name because he fell out with his dad. Um, oh. There you go, another boring fact. Uh, yeah. So That's why you're so interested to have a drink. I with. am, mate. I am, especially when I've had drink. <laughs> 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 but, uh, I mean, no. I, for me, it's... And also, I find it... I think going from the Republic of Ireland to England is such a no-no because of the history there between the two countries as well. You know, I just it just don't sit right with me. It don't. I think Martin O'Neill quickly though was wrong to publicise it. But... Well, he's trying to throw him under the bus, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. He's succeeded. Well, he has. Yeah, and yeah. he's got he's got Irish teammates now slagging him off. He's got ex-Irish legends like Kevin Kilban slagging him off. I mean, we're not massive fans of Kevin Kilban anyway. I don't think. Yeah, he's but... a cock. Isn't he? <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it's not done him any favours, and I think he would get the support of the whole of England, where he lives, is from, and plays his football, if he did move to England rather than 
getting stick of either way his his Irish career is pretty ruined in my opinion so come on over deck come home and we'll love you my opinion <laughs> fair enough uh, good English name Ed Hughes says Declan should do what he feels is right but he doesn't play for fashionable clubs so chances for England and opportunities will be limited Last night, we proved that we had A, a depth of squad, B, some fight left, C, that you can change the management and large amounts of the squad, but we are still going to be prone to being woeful at lower league opposition. That is, of course, the West Ham way. Ali Jones says, was was impressive us having a clear game plan and sticking to it and not panicking. Some of it wasn't great in the end. The result came and that's all that matters. Impressed with Diop and the substitution of Obiang was key. Agreed. Anderson looks to be getting used to it slowly. Rice can do what he likes. He's probably been ill-informed by people around him, i.e. his new agent and our board's comments. Yeah, that's another thing to throw into it. David Gold's been speaking out about it, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a twat, I mean. Ian McGregor <laughs> says, We're still vulnerable on defence. Have to sort it out pronto. Don't understand why they don't play Obiang and Sanchez together to protect the back line. Not a very convincing win against a weak team. Concerning. Uh, Paul Sanders, frankly, I couldn't care less what he, Rice, decides. It's his career. Good luck to him. As for last night, I think it shows that at least we'll be fine in the first division. Coney Irons. Chris Hooper says, thought Declan Rice was superb, passing, tackling and mobile around the pitch. Personally, I think it's the end for Noble. Can you please tell me what he brings to the team? In my eyes, he's only there because he's from Canning Town. Nigel, defend Mark Noble. (sighs) Well... Up and before the Burnley game, I defended him till the cars come home. But after the Burnley game, the way he's ruined him, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) um, You know, he let himself down badly. Um, The writing's on the wall, isn't it? It is on the wall. I like to keep him at the club because I think he has earned that. I I do believe in loyalty, even though it's often said that there's no loyalty in football. And I think we're perhaps sometimes. It's always nice to be loyal, especially to people like Mark. Um, we, we, we'll forgive him throwing one of our own fans around and then claiming the bloke was going to attack him when he was nowhere near him. Uh, and we, we'll wash over. All right. Um, Taffy Woolback says, Declan Rice should whatever he feels comfortable for him. Cannot comment on the cup game as I haven't seen any of it. I think, Thanks, I think Taff lives in China, so he's allowed. Greg Milker says, "Don't mess with Nigel's prediction. Don't mess with Nigel's predictions. Shedman has the power of clairvoyance." <laughs> three out of three, three out of three so far in the league. Correct, correct results. I think that's what he's alluding to. And if it weren't for an Andy, like, I might have had four out of four. A bastard. Um, just Help looking, me. At, just looking at Twitter, Sarif says, one? "Who did I miss?" Marion. He'll get the ump. Oh, sorry. He sits near Yous as well. To be fair, Yous. Oh, right, not me. He's because I'm <laughs> the back. Thank you. But it sits near Yous. Uh, he said Ooh, last night that. showed us we still need to work on defending set plays, and that Robert Snodgrass definitely has a future at our club. He was probably our star man. I was surprised at the West Ham crowd as it seemed full of 20-somethings, which made me think they must have signed up for away season tickets. 
and as bondholders when they were a twinkle in their mother's eyes. As for Declan Rice, each to their own, doesn't mean that having lived half my life in England, I now qualify for both England and Wales. Uh, yeah. No, Marion, it's a fact. It does. No. Technically, you could. You, what, in residency? No, but te- yeah. Yeah. Um, on that comment about the the fans last night, what do you think on that? I thought it was fairly mixed. There were a, quite a few youngsters, but I think they were the ones down the front getting on the camera, so that's probably why. I'd, I'd um, imagine they got a, there's like look everyone near. <laughs> he says laughing. Everyone near had to be an away season ticket holder or bond holder to get a ticket. So. Yeah, absolutely. you know, the, I, I, I don't know what he's alluding to. The problem with the problem we never know is the allocation was about six hundred and fifty around that mark. They, I think they've got about seven hundred, eight hundred away season ticket holders. So they did it as a ballot for away season ticket holders. There was there was no ten percent ballot, not that I know of. There was no general sale. Um, we don't know though how many bond holders. Uh, Managed to buy tickets because that's never revealed. So, bearing in mind there was eight hundred and eighty bondholders, um, it, it would be interesting to know, wouldn't it? How many of them buy our way tickets in advance? But mm. I'm sure the club wouldn't want to tell us. To be fair, uh, over to Twitter, Sarif says yes that if Arnie isn't playing with all the strikers, I don't, I can't remember what the question was. What was the question? Did the cup win show us anything? Yes, that Arnie, if Arnie isn't playing, are other strikers on up to the task yet? Might be worth looking for one in the winter transfer window. And on Rice, he says, if Rice picks England, I reckon he have a much harder chance of gaining international experience. England football team is for top six clubs only. Looks um, that way. West Ham Ramble says, Lady Knight sounds about right for you lot. And Ben Dover at the Mad Duck says yes and yes. Um, Scott Collins says we really struggle to score. Should be doing better versus a 10-man League One team. Our away support was crap. Ooh. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> Did he qualify it? No. Oh, uh, number two, he is English, selected Ireland at a young age when international experience was a preference, which was fine then, and is also fine now to pick England as a more experienced player. Um, and there's one more, WHU Mar Creeper. Do you know how to say that? Hernandez is crap and not world class. His wages could be better spent and he should be sent to the MLS. And he says on Rice, no, if he's English, why did he ever play for Ireland? Why was he kissing the badge and singing the national anthem for Ireland if he's English? I am disgusted with him. Disgusted. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Irish West Ham fans, aren't there? I mean, that are going to be looking at him and going to be questioning him, aren't they? Realistically. I think as XWH employees, that's cost. Yeah, that's what I mean. Though is Ireland's career his career's over now. Martin O'Neill's completely ruined it. I don't think he has. I don't. To be fair, I don't think he has. I think if he comes out, and this is the thing, he's got to come out and say no, but he's got to do it quickly. Listen, I'm. I want to play for Ireland. 
I've played for a while and proud to do it. And I was proud to wear the green and I want to play for them. There is no questioning of my loyalty to Ireland. That's all he's got to do. Come out and say that. Wait, but this media hype that's going around it now and the fact that he hasn't done that already, I don't think it's, it's doing him any favours, is it? Like you said, he should have done that straight away and he hasn't for two days now. So. Yeah. So that for me says whoever is um, guiding him is actually misguiding him. Because he should come out and go, look, I want to play for England. Please don't ever consider me for Ireland again. And he can deal with the fallout uh, from the Irish side and then try and get into the England side. But wouldn't it be funny if he never got into the England side? Would you put him in the England team? Well, this whole thing's come about. Martin O'Neill said that he's been spoken to by England. So we all know Gareth Southgate's looking at the next generation, isn't he? Like Jordan Sancho and... Phil Foden. He's not going to get in the current squad, but he would get in the under-21s again, wouldn't he? That's where he'd end up. It's a little bit like Grealish. Remember all that stuff with Grealish? Yeah, but he didn't pick either yeah. way. And then he sort of... He did. did. He? he came out for oh, England, right. yeah. Well, he was a fool then, wasn't he? <laughs> he... Oh, yeah. We'll see. Nowhere near yeah. it, is he? Right, Nigel, over to you for a fantasy league or slash Super 6 update. Oh, shoot. You yeah, are the ain't master got, of that. Ain't we got a theme tune? We need I a do, theme yeah. tune. Super Six Round. Fancy me. Super Six Fancy Round. Me. You ready? No. <laughs> Fantasy League. Super Six League Fantasy League Super Six Fantasy Super Six Fantasy League update Right, here we go So uh, Current Should we just do the top two? Save time Yeah, let's do that Let's just do the top two (laughs) In top place Is Paul I should have brought my glasses I think his name's Disney it's not Disney. Oh. It's Paul. Disley. Sorry. Disley. He's got 53 points. And coming up behind him is someone called Nigel Khan, who's got 46 points. Uh, even though uh, this week, or the last round winner was George Bucci with 17 Thank points. Thank you very much. On Tuesday night. Uh, which he was lucky to get, to be fair, because it was all thanks to a Chicharito goal that robbed me of three points and gave the me Mexican. The Mexican. The Mexican. So that's Super yeah, 6. So that's Super 6. Right. Now, if we then go to... Um, Fantasy Dream League. Team, is it called? Fantasy League, yeah. Which I don't do, actually. Oh, nice one, John. When... Do you not do that? I don't. Well, nice when one. we talked about it at first... Season or well, pre-season one. Someone said, you've got to do it. I said, right, go on in, Sean, send me the details. Did he send me any details? All no. you need to do is look on the Twitter. I don't... I did Super 6. I'd already signed up for that. Oh, it sounds like excuses. Anyway, Nigel. I signed up for that because Nigel sent me all the details for that. Right, I'm about to tell you. So, basically... Uh, oh, I've moved up the table. I'm up... Two, one hundred and ten. All, right. All right. So 
Number one, <laughs> it's just called Team Name. Uh, Kieran Shalou has got 244 points. Uh, let's have a look at Kieran's team quickly. Kieran's team is Edison in goal. He's <laughs> really going through his team. Bailey Robertson. <laughs> it won't be... Well, people might want to know the transfers. He's top of the table. It won't be Mane, Salah, Richarlison, Arnautovic, Aguero and Josh King. Uh, so let's go back to the league table. So he's winning. He's winning quite a few leagues, but he's only eighth in the KUMB league. More than just the podcast, right? So, uh, yep. So next up is Pelly's Heroes. Third is Wilshire Ham. I'll just do top five. Fourth is Pellegrini's Linguini. I like that name. And fifth is Billy Bond's Bambinos. Now, let me quickly see who is the top presenter. Oh, it's scrolling, scrolling here, down, man. scrolling down. Oh, my life. Oh. Is it me? Do I, no, it ain't. It's not Sean, is it? Yeah, oh, it is. no. Top six hammers, he's called his team. What a, a, actually, he's dropped down the table, fortunately. Um, his team is Edison in goal, Alonso, Robertson, Mendy, Van Arnold, Van Arnold, Salah, Richarlison, Giorgino, Mane, Zaha, Aguero up front. There you Thank go. you for that. Fantasy League Super 6 update. Um, Don't forget to change your team this week if you want. Last point is predictions for Saturday. I'm going for a 2-1 narrow victory. I'm positive. John. Going for a one-all draw. Nigel? I've done my Super 6 already and I put one-all draw. Um, so Ooh. I'm going to go with John, actually. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Nice. Ooh. What did Sean say? He did put it down. Um, one-all draw. Ooh. Oh, did he? Oh, my Lord. Three one-alls. Well, I'm the only positive one then. That's it for more than just a podcast this evening. We're coming up to bang on an hour. Thank you very much for listening. I've been George. John has been. John. Nigel has been. Late again. Thank you for listening. Come on, you irons. Bye. Adios. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.